Good evening. If you're listening to this podcast, it is likely you're currently being pursued by some sort of extraterrestrial, spiritual, or cryptozoological threat. You probably saw that this was a show about these sorts of otherworldly abominations and reckoned it a place of insight. Unfortunately, the following podcast is entirely farcical and will be of little help to anyone. But you're here, so you might as well enjoy the show and pray that it doesn't find you. Welcome back to Lore Folk. It's me, Aiden Kidd, your host, and today I'm joined by my co-host, confidant, an 11-year-old girl keeping me from a spring in the woods that grants me immortality. It's Maddie Barr. No immortality for you. But I want it with my nice yellow suit. No. All right, Maddie, it's a brand new day and we're here with our good friends, the Lore Folk. Wait. We are the Lore Folk. Are we the Lore Folk or are they the Lore Folk? We're the Lore Folk. The everyone listening is the lore folk. He, she, me, they, lore folk. Listen up, lore folk. We got a great episode for you today. Guess what we're going to talk about? First, we're going to talk about the Gumbaroo. If listeners at home seek to witness this monstrosity for themselves, you can go ahead and Google it, but I wouldn't recommend. Can I click on it or should I wait yes, for you to describe it? Yes, click on the link of oh, uh, go ahead and witness it. Here we go. Hope it doesn't break my glasses. Oh! It's a fearsome critter. Oh, ho, ho. Told in legends by lumberjacks Ooh. as emerging in the 19th century and early 20th centuries in America. It's basically a really ugly bear with like a crocodile jaw and the eyes of the luck dragon from Never Ending Story. It really is. This looks like a, I don't even know. It's like if Tim Burton designed Pumbaa from Lion King. <laughs> It's got like a weird beard and it's just profoundly upsetting. This looks it like... looks like one of the things from Where the Wild Things Are, but worse, but <laughs> way worse. The Gumbaroo is said to look like a fat bear in shape, but completely hairless except for the prominent eyebrows and bristly hairs on its chin. Okay, I didn't even get that from the illustration. That skin? It's like a, that skin, that's naked mole rat skin. Oh. The picture we're looking at is not in color, so you it's can't really tell. like one of those cats that doesn't have fur, but like... But worse, it's like the naked mole rat from Uh, Kim Possible. Rufus? Anything shot at the beast simply bounces off. Its weakness was fire and was the only known way to defeat it. Gumbaroo was also said to be always hungry and devoured anything it can find that looked like food. A whole horse may be eaten in one sitting, but it's not enough. (laughs) It needs more. Did the Gumbaroo write this? The Gumbaroo must feast. I'm picturing two things. First of all, someone trying to throw like a knife at it and it bounces back and stabs that person. Yes, of course. Hilarious. Love that. But all I need to do to defeat the Gumbaroo is make a bomb that looks like a piece of cake. Oh. (laughs) And get it from the inside. Oh, it's just like a Zelda boss at this point. A Spongebob pie cake. That's a SpongeBob all, pie cake. A, a pie bomb, I mean. So that's way to kill it, I suppose. But right. Maddie, but that's not I what we're here to do. I also kind of want to befriend it. Let's, you know. That's what we're doing here today. Is we're gonna become 
the Gumbaroo's friends, and we're going to work as PR managers in a way to uh, help that oh, image. Because yes. right now, honey, it's not working. Yeah, this whole look is not for me, personally, or anyone. There's a lot working against the Gumbaroo in terms of, you know, public image. So I was thinking, first off, we got to shave it. We got to shave. Right. It's you're... the fact that you have the eyebrows and the beard, but no hair anywhere else. It's disconcerting. Just be mm-hmm. naked or be furry. Right. You have just, to be one. You got to commit. I Even I could I could compromise on just having eyebrows. Yeah. Because those are kind of fun and bold. Yeah. But we got it. All right. Get rid of this hair. What next? Customization. I, customization. Got to style it up, Gumbaroo. I think it's, it's smooth without fur. So I think it's a really great opportunity for some uh, product placement, some advertisement, if you will. <laughs> uh, think of the Gumbaroo uh, akin to a NASCAR with, uh, you know, <laughs> Coca-Cola slapped across the side of that smooth-ass boy. Oh, I can't wait for us to pitch the Gumbaroo to Coca-Cola. And it's like, yes, it did eat a lot of people and horses. It's- yes, <gasps> there's a lot of Vor artwork for it on the internet. Right. But look, it really screams... Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. The Gumbaroo needs Snickers on the side because you're not yourself <laughs> when you're hungry. When you're hungry, and then you'll eat people. But if it had only had a bountiful amount of Snickers, uh, that wouldn't have happened. So, so what we need to do for the Gumbaroo is take him out on a sort of apology tour. Mm, yes, where you know we present him. He's sobered up. He stopped eating humans so right. often and horses, of course. Mm-hmm. And we'll get him on, like, I don't know, Rachel Maddow, and he'll come out and he'll talk. Yes. Maybe get him on Ellen. Maybe I was going to say Ellen. I think he'd be really good for Ellen. The people. They could even do, like, one of those games where there's where there's eating involved. So the world will see how restrained he's mm-hmm. become. Like, oh, oh, Ellen. Oh, I couldn't have another Snickers. Oh, no, no, no. Like, you know, let me just, uh, I'm dieting actually right now. And then, like, a guy in a horse costume comes out and he sneaks behind the Gumbaroo and the audience is all like, oh, and the Gumbaroo can't see it or at least is pretending to not be able to see it. Right. And it scares him. And you think the Gumbaroo's going to flip and eat the horseman. Right. But he doesn't. He laughs it off because he's having a great time with (laughs) Ellen. And he'll be there to promote his new book, The Gumbaroo Story, Gumming Up the Works. Gumming Up the Works. And... You know, everyone will laugh. They'll have some polite conversation. He'll show up on, like, Colbert, who'll kind of grill him right. a little bit. But, like, but in like a nothing crazy. Way. Like, in your past, you were kind of a mess. But, like, whatever now. Yeah. It'll yes. work out. It'll be nice for the Gumbaroo. We'll have to, you know, get all those brand sponsors. That's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. But I think this is really going to work out, Gumbaroo. I think we'll do the tour, get the brand sponsors... And then it'll be like, you know, post-tour, like, what's the Gumbaroo up to? You know, where are they now? And it's like the Gumbaroo's out and about in the forest, you know, on the way to Target or whatever. But it's like a big old, like, Snickers and Pepsi or whatever on the side. Coca-Cola got, you know, sorry, Coca-Cola. Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos are coming back and they should be on the side of the Gumbaroo. Gumbaroo. And they can make one that looks like him because he's so round. That's perfect for the kids. Because yes. you got not a lot of kids know about the Gumbaroo. He's kind right. of before their time, mm-hmm. you know, the 18th century. So we got to get the kids on board. And I think the hip new way to do that is with the 90s throwback snack, yes. Dunkaroos.
are in ad land, see kids at home. We're doing this for free, and right now we don't have any sponsors, so we're going to improvise some gosh dang ad reads so that someone will someday finally pay us to stop doing them. Please. First up, we have an ad for Maddie to read for Telepathic Ted's Limbo League for ESP users. Do you use ESP on a regular basis? Do you like to limbo? How low can you go? We're about to find out at Telepathic Ted's Limbo League for ESP users. Uh, Come on down to the Limbo League. It's local, but you can work your way uh, down, because limboing, uh, down through the ranks of the Limbo Championship uh, to regionals and nationals. Uh, And uh, are you worried about those regular Limbo tournaments? They say, you can't use your ESP here. Well, not at Telepathic Ted's, because you bust out the E, the S, and the P. Under the limbo stick, and you do it, and then you get, and you limbo, and you're lower than everyone else, and you're shimmying with your ankles, and Telepathic Ted hands you a prize because you won the most limbo, and you know that already, because ESP probably. Uh, you sound like a cop trying to fit in at Telepathic Ted's Limbo League for I'm not ESP a cop. users. I love ESP and Telepathic Ted and limboing, and I'm not a cop. Probably. And definitely bring weed, because I definitely think it's cool. Yeah, oh, right. And so, I definitely am not a cop who will then tackle you for your weed possession. Do your ESP and bring... I heard... <coughs> heard you were floating a bong over hey, here. Hey, kids, I heard that uh, weed helps with your limboing. <laughs> so maybe bring all some weed down to the limbo league uh, just for fun and uh, show it to everybody at the door when you come in to brag. And not for any other reason. Yeehaw. I like how your relatable <laughs> voice was this cowboy man and not like a, hello, kids, it's me. Cowboys are relatable. That's true. You can trust a cowboy with your weed. And you, you can w- trust me. You know me. what? Of all the people I would trust with weed, it would 100% only consist of cowboys. Yeah. Come on down. Telepathic Ted's Limbo League for ESP users today. And definitely not cops. And there's no cops there. Just, Don't even worry about just it. Just cowboys. Aiden. Please tell us about the business that enchants woodwind instruments, but not brass. All right, laddies. This is time for you to come on down to my woodwind instrument enchanting station. And all you could get all these crazy new enchantments for your goddamn flute. Look at that. When you blow it, it summons a crocodile. What the fuck is that about? And look at this one. If you play this clarinet. Clarinet! (laughs) If you play this clarinet, you'll be able to fly! Isn't that fucking crazy? Can I get my trumpet enchanted? What the fuck are you doing? Get that out of here right now! We do not enchant any brass instruments! That's not what happens here! I'm losing! <laughs> I'm so upset that I'm losing my goddamn brogue! Killing him! I'm dying! Just the mere presence of brass makes me deathly sick and it makes me change nationalities! <laughs> I need you to understand that we do not do that here! <laughs> it is so disconcerting to me! Please, get out of- stop- stop holding it closer to me! I need you to get that away from me! Security! Get over here! Get Remove this man from the premises, please! Oh! Oh my god! 
Thank you. But wait. The damage has been done. Oh no. I am no longer the man I was Somebody at the beginning of this ad. Get a fucking bassoon in here. Stab. Oh god. Who am I? He's dying. Without my people. I must leave. I must find myself a new life. Son. Son, come in here. Uh, ah, dad, it's me. Marga. I've been so disconcerted. I'm still careful. <laughs> My beautiful son. Yes, dad. I am leaving the store to you. Me? You are consistent in voice. Oh. For some reason, you are a cowboy. I'm, a tiny little cowboy gentleman. I just live And not a big funny Scotsman like I used to be. No, I, I but can't. But you are still appropriate. Because I've been turned into like... Goddamn Adam Sadler in Hotel Transylvania. I was gonna say that that is what you be sounding like. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard for me to find work. But you know, I I'll do it. Perhaps I will go and kill Adam Sandler and take his place in Hotel Transylvania franchise. I believe in you, Dad, you could do it. I could go and like mob Pika Watiti and take his place. In all future, what we do in the Shadow franchise. I, I don't think you should do that on account of Taika being a pretty cool dude. But you have had Adam. But this good point. I like his movies. Mm-hmm. I will just get Adam Sandler. Yeah, we don't need no more. I don't, need, I don't need Total Monopoly on Vampire Market. I can go. No. I can go and just get Sandler. You can share that. That's a good old, good old fashioned thing. To... So be strong, son. Be strong for your old men. Okay, Dad. And I hope you find success. And don't you ever let that goddamn brass instrument in here again. I swear to God. Okay, Dad, I won't. I'm on honor. No more brass. So come on down to the business that enchants woodwind instruments, but not brass. Today, to get your woodwind instruments enchanted. Now under new management. And if you're Adam Sandler, fucking watch out. Lorefolk is a part of the Podcast Network Network, PNN. We're a network of shows in Chicago. That means we work together to cross-promote shows, projects, memes, and other fun things. If you want to help support us, tell your friends about us and listen to our shows. Also, keep an eye out for our ad slots. We plan to start selling ads soon, and you can buy one to tell the world about all the cool and hip things you're working on. Or... You can frivolously spend your money and have us say whatever your heart desires. Yes, that's right. For the small price of $6, we will say whatever you want to a point. Don't be weird. But do support the Podcast Network Network today. reasonable suspicion that my neighbor is a vampire if i'm right how do i kill him jack wants to know can i just before obviously we need to dive into this very seriously but uh one part of an answer that i really like is first off if a vampire wanted to survive the very last thing that a vampire would do is move into a neighborhood filled with people 
Have these people never seen the documentary, What We Do in the Shadows? Exactly. They love being around those people. It's like that's their whole steez is hanging out in right. a very populated area. Also, for a vampire, I feel like living in a neighborhood full of people is like a human living in a neighborhood, you know, full of, like, supermarkets and stuff, right? We got snacks on every corner. <laughs> so killing a neighbor vampire is a lot different than killing a regular vampire. Or a regular neighbor. Or a regular neighbor. See... What you're going to want to do is you're going to have to use a fence post mm. from the fence that they often... Betwixt your houses. Betwixt your houses. Oh. That, like, you always see, like, their eyes above the fence, and right. they ask you about your day, and they do some funny quips. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to use that fence specifically and stab them with it through the heart in order to kill them. Also, in this equation, you are Tim the Toolman Allen. <laughs> You'll have to sharpen that part, right? No, you have or to do it, it like blunt as like a... you got to force it through. Oh, okay. Yeah. The flat side. It's it's very difficult to kill a neighbor vampire. Right. That's why they're so, like, prominent. Mm. Because they're sneaky. Yeah, I don't know where this... You know and, what? Uh, dense. I think that person who left that comment may be a neighbor vampire trying to cover up their tracks. Oh, that's true. It's really suspicious, because, like, we all know that a lot of neighbor vampires are common. What we do in the shadows, we've seen it. Right. And yet this person insists the opposite. It sounds like something a vampire would sounds say. Sounds like something a vampire would say. I'm curious also what the reasonable suspicion is. Like, what have they done? Um, you know, they never buy garlic bread, and I just feel like everyone likes garlic bread, right? So the only possible explanation could be it's a vampire. I had a neighbor vampire once, and I was in my apartment in New York City, and what happened was is he burst through the door and he said, "Hey, Aiden," he was like, "I have this new idea for a thing. I saw a virgin on the street, and I thought, what if I bit it?" And then my other friend, who was also there sitting on my couch, was like, What are you talking about? Biting virgins? What is that? People do that? <laughs> and then my third friend, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, the actress, who was also there, was like, Oh, biting virgins. People do that all the time. They always do that. And then I was like, Oh, the virgin bite, of course. Everybody knows about the virgin bite. <laughs> the virgin bite? What's the virgin bite? Everybody bites virgins. And then we all <laughs> made fun of the third guy. And then we ate him. See that twist coming? Oh, oh I'm what? the vampire. Oh. I'm the neighbor vampire. Oh, shit. And I lived in New York because there There's, weren't any fence posts around no to fences. kill me. Oh, fuck. It's a foolproof plan. That's you get them sneaky. a lot in the city. Yeah. It's dark. So, you know. There's Lots not, of people. Not as much no one knows bread. you're gone. Right. Because you're uh, just another vessel in the void. Just like Thoroughly Modern Miller. She's killing all those orphans. She kills, she kills girls who are orphans, and she says, oh, are you all alone in the world? And she says, yes. And she says, great, then no one will miss you. And then she, like, kills them or sells them into... Uh, Is that the plot of Thoroughly Modern Millie? That's what's happening at the place that she lives. But then the sneaky one-two punch is that the girl that Millie makes friends with is secretly rich and pretending to be, like, all alone in the world and, like, poor and, like, up and coming. So when she gets kidnapped, someone actually notices, and then they, like, bust open the whole front. All right, sorry, lore folk. We are now. Anyway, we are now. No, hold on. We are now a thoroughly Millie. modern Millie podcast. We are no longer doing cryptids. That's yeah. the end of our show. Thanks for coming. Go, go enjoy a production uh, of Thoroughly Modern Millie. Kill vampires I would suggest. Thoroughly Modern Millie is great. Uh, always, they, you know, they've got a big uh, laundry cart that <laughs> actors get to hide in. Ten out of ten show. And once again, we're but babes in the woods here, so we're always looking for people to spread the tales of our woe. 
so that others may join us here in the hell void from which we record in. That's the lore here. That's where we are. Yep. Tell we're, your friends about the show. We're hiding from the time wizards. Yes. Tell, we're building a narrative now. Tell your friends about the show so they'll listen to this episode and then I can start a um, really Yeah. That's why we need the promo. Not for our show. Which Not is for great, Lore Folk. And you it's should over. listen to. Lore Folk is over. Next episode <laughs> will be fully centered around Thoroughly Modern Millie.